Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Super Bowl Radio yeah. Row, yeah. welcome into an emergency edition of CHGO Bears After Dark. That's right. We got an <laughs> After Dark in there for you this week, Braggy. That's right. That's right. We are presented by Factor Meal Kits. Head to factormeals.com slash CHGO Bears 50 and use code CHGO Bears 50 to get 50% off. And as always, Bears After Dark, also brought to you by DraftKings. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs Jr. here, and Adam Rank yeah, joining buddy. us for the special yeah. hey, edition. Yeah, Burning the midnight yeah. oil yeah. on yeah. Radio this Row. Uh, this is uh, our first opportunity to do this, but I wanted to do it right now because it felt like it was trending this way. So I'm so happy to be on with you guys. Yeah, this is a big show. It's a big show. We've been waiting for it now for three years for Devin Hester. We've been waiting for it forever with Mongo. And, of course, Julius Pepper just a no-brainer uh, as well. So big night for the Chicago Bears. Three more Hall of Famers. I don't know if Julius Peppers really counts or how that's going to work. We've, Greg and I have been talking about this. We're, we're, we're split because I still, you know, like I, I appreciated him when he was there. I thought it was a great signing and everything like that. But at the same time, he left and went to play for the Packers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know the Packers. I saw on the tweet deck, like the Packers, they're glomming in on it as well. Like you guys just sit this one out. You got yeah. Tom Grassi winning the award. Um let us have this. I, I think of him as a Panther more yes. than anything. And he's else. going in but, as a Panther. Yeah. So um, let, let's talk about Devin, though, to start, because, look, I, I mean, I honestly felt like he was he was a first ballot Hall <laughs> of Famer. I miss her special teams. I know I get it. But we all watched him. And if you understand football and understand how much field position matters, you understand how much Devin Hester made a difference beyond just the touchdowns, which alone you know, is right there at the top of the Pro Football Hall of Fame resume. Um, so, look, I, I get it. Maybe you don't get a returner in the first time, second time, based on who else is available. Only so many guys can get in. But I, I'm glad it finally happened because, to me, Devin Hester always has been a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I was the uh, – <laughs> what, what, what is it called? The uh, My goal is to have you two fight over this. Oh, no. Show. Are we yeah. going to do this? Yeah. Yeah. We're, not, we're not having any fights. I was, But I was the <laughs> one that – I was the one on the show, Adam, that, and uh, that's been saying that, look, yes, Devin belongs in the Hall of Fame. No, in my opinion, he didn't belong on the first bell with guys that were every down players. Um, but certainly belonged, in, incredible, unique talent, best to ever do it. No argument for me. We're talking with Jared Payton yesterday, and he was just giving a kind of anecdotal Devin moment, like when he's running by him at Miami, and you hear this sound of shh. Yeah. You, 
that you literally don't hear from anyone else. Uh, and what makes me happy about it the most is that, I mean, Devin really, really, really wanted this and wanted to be recognized, yeah. validated uh, for what he did. And that's and, he, and, he, and deservedly so he got it. But that's the thing, though. You talk about winning all three phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. And when you talk about every down players like Chuck Bednarik, was the last one to do that in 1960. There's specialists now. Yep. There's pass rushers only. You know, again, when you talk about his contemporaries, n nobody compares. They're just, he is the best at what he did. And what he did was a very uh, – granted, it's a little specialized. But I thought he was so exemplary that he deserved it. I, I'm with you, Adam. I would have put him in the first ballot. I'm a little bit biased. I'm not afraid to admit that. But at the same time, I still think um, I would have done it. Yeah, it obviously was, you know, an awesome moment to see him get inducted. I know how much it meant to Devin. I know it hurt him the last couple of years to not get in. Um, so it's over now. He's in. We don't have to cry over the fact that he wasn't first ballot or put in in the second year. Last year was 2023. Put him in in 23. There it was you pretty go. Simple, yeah. But yeah, yeah. that's okay. Uh, to go in with Steve Mongo, McMichael, and, and even Julius Peppers to an extent, it's a big year. It'll be a fun night in Canton, Ohio come August. I, and um, I would be shocked if the Bears are not playing in the Hall of Fame game this year. I think that's I was already joking now. about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Hall of Fame game. You got Caleb Williams. Like, it's and, just going to be. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Please, I'm joking. <laughs> there it is. I'm joking. And, 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 if I, and if I could, you know, you know, play the little reporter game, but sources have told me, and it hasn't. We'll find out wow. for sure. But sources have told me that Dan Hampton will be the one to induct Steve Mongo McMichael. That makes uh, sense. In yeah. Canton, you know, uh, come August. So that'll be a nice moment as well. Can I tell, should I tell a Mongo Hamp story to celebrate Steve McMichael? Yeah, I mean, they, they, were, they were best of buddies, locker mates, the whole thing. And uh, so allegedly, I, I can't, I wasn't there, so I, but, but I think you can pretty much bank on this story. <laughs> uh, they're up in Green Bay. Bears are playing the Packers. I don't know if they won the game or lost the game, but either way, they decided Hamp and and and, uh, and Mongo that you know what bus isn't going to be leaving for a while. Why don't we go outside and drink the Packers fans' beers? <laughs> so so they went out into the parking lot and they're hanging out with Packers fans and they're having a couple of whatever they were having afterwards, just you know hanging out and and celebrating and like, hear these Packers fans hanging out with Hampton and McMichael, the whole thing. And then they hear the bus starts revving up. Oh, no. So they start running up. We got to go. See you guys later. Thanks so much for your beers. They, they run on up, and Ditka sees them running up, tells the bus driver to go. The bus no. goes, and Ditka gives the one-finger salute no. to both of them. Yes, true story. <laughs> and, and the bus goes, and they, they, they got to find their way home, and there were fines with it. So Mike Ditka owes both – Hamp and Mongo, an apology tonight, even though perhaps that was not necessarily the thing you there's should be a, doing after the game. There's a big uh, dick of party tonight with Jaws. Like, they have their cigar party. Yeah, so every I'm sure year. It's gonna every be, year. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be lit tonight, pun intended. Um, I really, I, You know, it's funny because Mongo, and, and Greg and I have talked about this, is like he, ex he ex exceeded sports. You know, like he obviously had a second career in WCW, and this became something that was important to guys like Ric Flair and a lot of the WWE legends, like, really took, a, took an issue with it. Like, they, they really wanted him in. And as, as much as Chicago Bears fans and guys like Dan Hampton 
wanted him in the Hall of Fame. Like, these wrestlers wanted it, too. And I think it just speaks to, to Mongo and with everything that he's been fighting for. Like, the fact that he also gets to be recognized while he's still with us. And I think of players like Ken Stabler, who were put in after they had passed away. Like, this is... This is something that I think is very special, and I know that it means a lot to his family. And I think yep. that's – it's coming into this, like, for so long, it's been about Devin Hester, and you want Devin Hester. But as you learned about the story of Steve McMichael, you're like, you know, I really need this to happen for him. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And, like, you know, as, as somebody who was born right after that Super Bowl and, you know, probably wasn't able to uh, fully enjoy Mongo's career, I mean, I do have some vague memories, but um, – you, the more and more you learn and you talk talk to people that 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 you know watched him constantly or played with him even more importantly the more it becomes obvious that like this is the overlooked guy yeah. from this amazing defensive line and and it's it's incredible now how many hall of famers from that team and that defense there are um and it's it's he's clearly was the missing piece and now it feels like complete doesn't it? Yeah. My, look, model of consistency, 15 seasons, 13 with the Bears, played every single damn game, was as, was as tough as they possibly came. Uh, if you look at his – he's got – uh, more sacks than Hamp, who's been a you know first ballot Hall of Famer. The whole thing. Yeah. This, Steve McMichael was an unbelievable football player and was miserably overlooked for a long time. He absolutely 1,000% belongs in can. It's not because he's, you know, some. This is, this is no sympathy case here. This no, is a guy that absolutely belongs. No, no, no. Let me ask you this, Adam. Steer it back to Devin Hester. I'm sure we'll pop back and forth, but. What is your personal? Fa I know we got the clips coming out, but what is your favorite memory of Devin Hester? Like I, can I tell the story that I, I yeah, said on that clip? Because like I, I was working in the NFL Network newsroom, and it's a Monday night, and it's a miserable thing. And Matt Leinart and the Cardinals are beating the Chicago Bears, and I'm going to have to write a game story after this thing. And then the events unfolded as they did. And as much as the the Super Bowl is often talked about with Devin Hester, like that game just exemplified I, I think that's the the case beyond the Super Bowl like the Super Bowl is an iconic moment and Tyler Scott talked about it on our show about like you don't see it anymore with the flashing bulbs of cameras mm -hmm. I think that was like one of the last Super Bowls where we had flashing bulbs and the flashing bulbs are going off to start Super Bowl 41 and Devin Hester returns a touchdown uh, returns a kick for a touchdown and that's obviously iconic but I think like the Monday night of just like everybody's at home watching you think the game's over, and then you get the Dennis Green post-game thing. Like, that, I think, adds to the legend. Like, yeah. when you start talking about, like, the Dennis Green thing doesn't happen without Devin Hester. So, I think, so there's, there's layers to this. And, again, you know, we've talked about, like, when you tell the story of the NFL, can you avoid talking about this player? Devin Hester, you cannot. cannot. And it's one of those things, too. And Spice Adams, who you guys will talk to on Friday – was talking about, like, teams would rather kick the ball out of bounds, mm -hmm. let the Bears start at the 40, as opposed to letting Devin Hester return it. Which is why I always talk about just the field position. Like, if you go back and think about that year they made the the Super Bowl, like, offensively, they they, the, they scored a lot of points that year, which was, like, kind of a weird year. The Bears don't usually do that. But uh, look at their field position. Yeah. Like, like they were starting almost every drive already with the percentages in their favor to score. And, and then the games where they struggled to score, uh, you, you, you know, it, it was 
that maybe the field position wasn't working their way or they were just totally inept like that Cardinals game because people forget how bad right that was like one of the worst Rex Grossman games ever wow. one of the worst it, quarterback it, games in the history of the NFL <laughs> probably but what I that's what I love about talking about Tevin Hester because there's so many other examples like Todd Sauerbrown like sort of just being uh stubborn being like nah Fuck it, I'm kicking it to him. And, yeah. and, and, got, and him making him pay. He got cut. Yeah, and then making him pay. That. Um, the, the, the trick play that didn't count, where they used him as a decoy. Uh, Johnny it, Knox. With Johnny Knox and a stupid-ass penalty they called. It shouldn't have been a penalty. That was, uh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the best plays that's, that's that never caught. Didn't he score two against the Rams, Where was Patrick too? Mahomes on that one? <laughs> yeah. You have an all-time yeah. play. You just let it go. Yeah, right. Two, two the against the Rams, two against the Broncos. Adam, when what was the first year you started covering the Bears? Uh, tw- 2011. Okay, so yeah. for you in your time covering the Bears, mm-hmm. what was your favorite Devin Hester moment? From, from the games I covered, yep. see, unfortunately, that was kind of when his touchdown started to dry out. So, But he had the second lift at the back end. Yeah, but I know. believe that— It became th- a thing, yeah, where they, they, the, they avoided him, and then they're like, well, believe, he's not good anymore. Because yeah. I think 2011 was where he broke back out. He had the return against the Packers. Well, and one of those years was the—I was covering them in the game when they, they used him as the decoy, which is maybe why that's one of my favorite Were you plays. covering the, the game? outdoor Minnesota yeah, game was that's awesome. that's what I was going to yes. ask. Were you covering that game? So, because Devin Hester got very—that's one of my favorite Devin Hester moments ever yeah. was when he broke the record— Went to the post-game presser and cried about how much his teammates. And they won the North that night, right? They won the division, and 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 Corey Corey Wooten killed Brett Favre. Yeah, well, he. I mean, he's still with us, but you know. Well, (laughs) that's the beauty of you, Gregory. You grew up. This was your. There was Jordan, and then there was Devin. I think. I mean, was a Cub in there? I'm not exactly sure. I mean, is that right? Is that your order? It's the 23s for me that hold dearest to my heart in Chicago. Jordan, Sandberg? obviously. Jordan, Samberg, Hester. Yeah, but you, you're too young Jermaine for Sandberg. died. Don't forget about Jermaine died. Robin, Dye. Robin yeah. Ventura. Um, yeah. The White Sox. And, yeah. yes, Jermaine died. World Series MVP. Kyle Fuller, he was 23. Jerry Azuma was 23. Uh, it seems like when you wear that number in this city, uh, you tend to have good things happen, and if you don't, then you don't you don't deserve to have that number, and you don't last long. That number city. should be retired through all sports. Thank you. Chicago. I've been saying that for a long time. The number twenty three, at least in the NBA, for Michael Jordan, I believe, should be retired for yeah. every team, and in for the Miami Heat, they do retire it. Um, so just the, out of respect. The only to reason why I disagree with that, I mean, obviously for the Bulls, one hundred percent, but. Yeah. I feel like it should be, like, for instance, Northwestern has this thing where, like, the number one jersey means a lot, and, like, every year it's, like, a prize possession that uh, they give yeah. out to us. Like, I feel like there should be, like, a like a rite of passage for get the, to other, the other teams in Chicago. Like, you don't just get to wear 23. You have to, like, earn it, and yep. then it means something extra. Yep. And, and that could apply to all the teams because it, it has transcended beyond the Bulls. Every yep. single one of our, of our teams in Chicago – 23 has been a special number. So, Mr. Bella, no, he was 30. Mr. Hester Hater, do you have a particular I'm kidding. He's do not. You, a hater. Do, you, there, do you have a particular moment that sticks out to you outside of the Super Bowl? So, I mean, I when I okay. First off, the Super Bowl by far was just the most for me, like I think, you know, you're you're sitting there, you think they have absolutely no chance to win the game. Peyton and then he, and then he, and you're playing Wait Peyton Manning. That, that I, had, I didn't think they had a shot. I have never been more confident about a game. So Devin Hester returns that kick, 
Then you people forget Peyton Manning throws a pick. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, it's postseason Peyton. I had, at that moment, I had never been more confident. It's raining. Of a win. It like was the raining. Yeah. This dome quarterback who can never play well in the playoffs. Like it's over. Where were Even you? With Rex Burke. Where were you when Hester returned? We, we were at we were at a big Super Bowl party. It was a great scene. Everybody went crazy. I was so I didn't. I mean, this is this is not the time for this conversation but I that Bears team I never thought that they were remotely capable of winning a Super Bowl and so then they're in the game and I'm like there's well, no then, chance okay, to win. Well, and then, and then I, he does it and it's like oh my god they, they, they actually might do this and then of course it went the other way but you yes. might be correct that team should not have won a Super Bowl you want to know why they were in that game why they got that far he was Devin a big, Hester yeah yeah like that's, that, that is the thing and it, and I think that if the Bears had won that game First ballot would have happened automatically. Like there would be, there would be no debate. He had a return in the divisional round that game against the Seahawks, where he took one step and then up the sideline. Yep. They called it back on a push in the back, which was a bullshit call. I'll never forgive him for it. And he chucks the ball into the stands, and a woman from Chesterton caught it. <laughs> I, Chesterton's in the region. It's a couple towns over from where I grew up. Uh, it, at, there isn't a step of Devin Hester's career that I didn't follow. He is by far my favorite Chicago bear of all time to see him get inducted here today honestly is uh it's a great thing as you step on my court it, uh, it, it is stepping a, on your court yes, you, it, 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 <laughs> it is something that means a lot to me as a bears fan uh there's no question about it my personal favorite moment i there's there's so many obviously so i kind of like to get into the weeds he had six touchdowns his rookie year, yeah. and the seventh was the Super Bowl touchdown, which I count. And then his second year, he backs it up with another six. There was back there was back to back games where they played the Lions and the Vikings, where he just went insane. The Vikings game was the famous Hester versus Adrian Peterson game, where they accumulated between the two of them, I think, a thousand yards together, like uh, total yards, kick return, because Devin also had a. a touchdown catch from Brian Greasy in that game, yeah, his first yeah, career yeah. touchdown reception. And those two games, that two, that little window there was, he was just on, he was otherworldly. It, it, every time he touched the ball in both those games, he just created chaos. The Lions game, it was in Detroit. For whatever reason, they just kept kicking to him. And there's a player, number 82, I forget his name. He was a tie, backup tight end playing special teams this poor guy four different times Devin without he, he couldn't touch him four different times this guy ate the turf yeah. because Devin just dusted him and it was just one of those things like where I, I'd love to know what that guy felt <laughs> that's yeah. got to be a humbling feeling like you said you can hear him you know whistle by you he he was as special as they come I, I don't think there will ever be another Devin Hester in the NFL well the Cardinals performance was just completely and utterly just so like stupidly fun <laughs> that it, that was you're just you're watching him and you're thinking this guy is first of all was, you know the, you're looking at Arizona like do you un, do you not understand what you're doing or do you know who you're competing against secondly right. but, well this guy's completely not only insane this is so that was and, the, and that, that, that was so, that was well, it's not like Dennis Green had experience in the <laughs> NFC right, North right right then, oh wait yeah, I, I look. I, I always have said he's not the best player I've ever seen, but he's the most electric player I've ever seen. Ooh, I like that. You, you know, and there's there was never a player that I just you know I almost think about it like a baseball player where you're like you can never miss it at bat. 
Yeah. But like that was it with Devin. Like you, you couldn't. You had to make sure you were in front of your TV whenever that ball was getting kicked, um, because you just you did not want to miss one of his returns. That's how I always looked at. It. I talked to Dave Tobe on Monday night. Uh, I wanted to share some of this because, um, you know, the, the the answer to the question of which one was your favorite uh, is is obvious. He brings up the Super Bowl. How could it not be? But I, you know, he. Yeah, I asked him like, did you guys think they were gonna kick to him? To start, and Tony Dungy's told his side of the story a couple times. The plan wasn't to kick, and then kind of the night before, they changed their minds. But for Dave, it was always – for Dave Toby, always was like, look, all these cameras, all these people, they're going to kick to you. They're they're not going to – you know, it's just a moment. They're they're not going to wilt and, like, kind of curl up in a ball. They're going to have the balls to kick to you. And those guys, you talk to guys like Jason McKee, um, the, the the people that blocked for him, they literally had competitions with money on the line to get to the, there was a ward system to yeah. get him into the end zone. Right. Um, and that was all internal, like within them. But they right. had their had their competition of who was going to be the one to spring the block. Who and if you that's why if you watch so many of his returns, you see so many of his teammates right there with them, yep. yeah. like yeah. just as ecstatic as he is because they were actually racing down to the end zone too. So some of these stories, even within Devin Hester, they're, well, they're awesome. And we spoke with Pina Tillman, and we're going to play that clip here uh, later on. That's the point: is his teammates. Some of the best players on the team wanted to play special teams. Oh, Charles yeah. wanted to be on the Pina field. played yeah, special teams them, for yeah. 13 years. Yeah. You know, he, even but a lot of it was Hester. Like, right. it was like, no, yeah. we want to right. be on the field. Right. And, to, yeah. and so the teammates, how much they took pride. And like I said, when Devin got emotional talking about them it, when he broke the record, it showed how much that meant to each other. When you watch those first two seasons in particular, you talk about the Arizona touchdown on the Monday night miracle. Brendan Iambadejo. He's one of the most unsung heroes in the Devin Hester story ever. And I will challenge every one of you to go out, watch every Devin Hester touchdown, specifically in those first two years, and watch Brendan Iambadejo only. He, he was a physical he freak. He yeah. was the guy that sprung him on most of them, if not all of them. He was always there to make the key block. And I think Devin being the guy that, you know, it was a feel for him. Like, it, yeah, he's got the burst. He knows he's got a, you know, one step and go. But he also could feel his blockers. He knew how to manipulate the the pace. You know, yeah. like when the – who had the kick return uh, the off the kickoff, the field goal return, and you said, and that why, that's why that guy's not in the Hall of Fame this year for the Bears. Oh, yeah, 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 who yeah. Uh, the Falcons game. The Falcons the game. The Falcons game. When they had the opportunity right before halftime yeah. to return it, right. like I'm watching that play out, and he ran out of gas. Yes. Hester's gone, right? So, yeah. but the difference he ran right. out of gas but and the, kind of tripped over his own but feet. But the difference yeah. was was about pace. Like I'm saying, he understood. Devin waited. Slow Remember, down, he boom, walk, boom, He boom. walked like yeah. Clint Eastwood. Well, he was literally like a manual car. Like Let first gear, second gear, right. third gear, and then, you know, Bait get them all, all to in. come into you, bang, yeah. go. And yeah. then there's Hunter Even, Hillemeyer laying a guy out, you know, another starter on the team. That That's what Devin Hester and the Chicago Bears special teams was. And you see it in that Super Bowl return as well, like where he's just kind of like floating along doing his thing before he hits that burst. And it's a it's a speed. It's kind of like watching Messi. Like, I know Messi gets kind of a rap for, like, walking too much, but I think it's very calculated. And Devin had that kind of ability to just know what gear to put into what position. And, you know, and it obviously paid off. And it's, it's funny because you talk about the slump. It's not – 
I hate calling it a slump because, like, the team just avoided him. And it goes back to what Spice Adams was talking about. All these guys will talk about it. It's like, nobody just kicked him. Like, it just became a thing, like, we're not doing it anymore. Yep. We're not giving you the mm-hmm. opportunity. It's not like... It's not like in baseball or something where you like have to pitch. You don't have to pitch to him. Like you know, you, you have. You could always kick around him at some point. And well, what what his totals would have been had they been forced to do it, it would have been much different. The rules also started to change too, yeah. which is another one of the reasons why he. I mean, he he's responsible for some of these things. They shouldn't have changed some of these rules. I mean, a lot of it had to do with health and safety, but it's just there's never going to be someone like that again. By the way, I want to share one quick note that does not have to do with this, but it really surprised me, uh, but I think it's the right call. Joe Flacco won Comeback Player of the Year over DeMar Hamlin. Ooh, interesting. You know, it, it, it's that's, I mean, how many games did Joe Flacco play? I mean, I kind of agree with it. Like, the, the DeMar Six, Hamlin yeah. thing was great, but, like, he it wasn't like he... He was. He was. No, no, you, you come he, off as very, not you in particular, but yeah. I'm like it's. It seems callous, but like comeback player, somebody like yeah. Joe Flacco. What Joe Flacco home, did this year was insane. Leading that team to the playoffs, like that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, we don't have to talk about that. I just wanted to share. It we real did. Quick. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Uh, shout out Joe Flacco. We'll get to some of the other guys that won MVP, Rookie of the Year, and some of the other stuff. We do have a super chat from Q Harlan. Five dollar super chat. Hester's moment that stands out. First time he touched the ball his rookie year punt return week one against the Packers on opening day. And that was the other thing. The first time against the Packers, first game of his career, touchdown. First Monday night game of his career, game-winning touchdown. First playoff game, called back touchdown. First Super Bowl, first time he touches the ball, touchdown. He did things like he was one of those guys when you needed it the most in the biggest moments, he always seemed to come through, especially early on. It was just one of the most unbelievably electric things this city has ever seen. 100%. Well said. By the way, we have Nicholas Moriano. Talk about out. Devin Hester the rest of my I, life. I think well, you should. We have Dev, uh, We do not have. Well, we De- have Devin Hester? Well, me, we might. Uh, Devin Hester is at uh, the press conference. Nick is there. So Nicholas Moriano is covering the press conference. And uh, so make sure you're following him on Twitter at Nicholas Moriano. And, of course, our, our CHCO Bears account on Twitter as well for, for more coverage. Should we play some of the, the well, Pina Tillman stuff? Well, before we do, uh, I know Adam's got to get to dinner. Okay. So yeah. we, we'll uh, let him jet. And browbeat by our producer. Yeah, but I wanted, but you know, I wanted to be here, and uh, it's. I'm glad I was able to share it with you guys because it's like it, it would have been weird to be like in a cab somewhere when this happened. We, you know, like because I know how much it means to you, and I know like and we're and teasing you about being fans. here, but like yeah. this is a big thing. We're we're joking about this before uh, before we came on the air. Like we've got a pretty good representation here. Like we're we're pretty cool. Like the Bears fans are showing out. And obviously part of it is because of the, the Hall of Fame, but, like, I just think it speaks to the fan base. So I'm, I'm uh, just really excited that I was able to uh, share it with you guys. Hey. And it's great being here, and it's one of the great things about being a Chicago Bears fan, and I think we're just uh, well, you, we're on the upswing. Well, you're yeah. one of the lead ambassadors here <laughs> of Bears Nation. <laughs> Not, uh, and, no, you, you, you are. are to us. I'm telling you. We, as a fan, <laughs> I'm telling you because your positivity is infectious. And in a time right now where it is a bit divided and divisive when it comes to Bears fans, a night like tonight where we can celebrate some 
something that all of us as Bears fans agree on is important. And I think your positivity and energy, as infectious as it is, is more than welcomed tonight. Thank and you. for you to stay here on Radio Row, where literally nobody is in here. There's no place I would have rather been. Burning yeah. the midnight no, no, no. I, I, I wanted to do this. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So Adam, thanks so much for being here, man. Enjoy Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Every uh, one of your appearances, Adam, not just tonight, brother. Thanks for do, thanks for being Thank a good you. friend to us. Yes, no, sir. I appreciate it. I, listen, I love I love you guys. You do great work, and I think that uh, you know we got a lot of look a lot of a lot to look forward to. It starts with tonight, and then we got the draft. So there's going to be so many great things happening. One year from now, New Orleans Super Bowl Fifty Nine Bears. 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 It's got to be. Let's go. Back to New Orleans. 59. It's Bears it. versus Patriots. Roosevelt Colvin. <laughs> let's go. We're going back to January 26, 1986. Mongo's in the Hall of Fame. By the way, one Mongo stat for you. They're, hold your Mongo yeah, stat. Hold your Mongo we're, stat. We're, That's, a tease. My Mongo yes. Yes. That's yes. a tease. We got to get over a break. Go we got to get to peanut. We got to let Adam get out of here. Can't believe okay. you're making me hold one stat. You're going to hold, hold that stat. stat. You're going to hold that stat. If Holding hate, stat. In the meantime, looking for a super offer Thanks, for Adam. Super Bowl Thank 58. DraftKings Sportsbook Thanks, has Adam. you covered. New customers can bet on the big game. Turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code CHGO. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boo Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Earlier today, Greg Braggs, yes, sir. Nicholas Moriano, had a chance to find and talk to Charles Peanut Tillman, who, of course, played with both Devin Hester and Julius Peppers. And uh, this is their conversation from earlier on Radio Row. Charles, if you can go back and think about all the Hester moments, which one stands out the most to you? Uh, the one when we played the Giants, I think it was like Sunday night, Sunday night, Monday night football. He returns back the uh, the missed field goal. Uh, he just had a wall of blockers running down our sideline. I know I pancaked a guy. Hunter Hillemar pancaked a guy. Devin gets to the end zone and he does the ball in. That's when that whole ball in, uh, that's when that song came out. So, yeah, it was a great memory, great memory. And one of my favorite memories I, of your guys' returns, because it really was a team effort. For sure, 1,000%. You know, yeah. like, and that was the thing I think I enjoyed watching most is how much pride you guys took in blocking for him. Yeah. And the game where you guys clinched the division against the Vikings, his rookie year, he kind of rolls on top of you as he's yeah. stumbling into the end zone. That's probably one of my favorite ones because punt returns because I'm blocking my guy and I see him and he's behind me and I'm, I'm trying to time it up like waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I just had to dive at the last second to push him and then he ran right in and then we, yeah, it was, that was, that was awesome. That, now, was, a, that was a fun one. Like for you guys, like it, 
you guys started as became starters and wanting to stay on special teams to block for him. Talk about that a little bit. So how was this? I, I, I was a. It's funny, Roman. I'll be talking on our, on our podcast, but uh, I was a special team starter all 13. I started on defense, but I, I did special teams my entire career. And I think special teams is something that you want to you want to be on it, you know. And we wanted to be on the field when Devin was returning, and we wanted to block for him. And because he was so good at it, there was a more there was more of a like I, I just I want to be a part of greatness because I know he's gonna return it. All I need to do is give this guy just a slight crease. And Devin would tell you he's like, look, man, all I need is a crease. Just give me a little bit of a crease. I'll set up the block. You just block them. I'll set up the block. I'm going to help y'all out, too. And it was really a team effort. It wasn't just up, punt return, third down, go try to block it, do this, do this, and run down the field, let them fair catch it. Like, it was like, no, every, hey, this is a touchdown. And that was how we thought. We thought every return was going to be a touchdown. And he had a lot of good ones that didn't go, but we still had good field position. Yeah. Uh, so it's Super Bowl weekend, obviously. They're coming up on it. You know, Devin Hester's Super Bowl return is one of the greatest Super Bowl moments ever. Right. Talk about the lead-up to the that game, the preparation for that moment. Yeah. You said you guys always knew he was going to take it to the house. So, so your memories of that. My memory from that is I tried not to get too excited because there was a lot of football left. I'm not going to say that I wasn't because I was. I just suppressed a lot of it because – it's only one play. And on the other side of the ball, they had Peyton Manning. And I know how good he is yep. with 90 seconds left in the entire game. So you got a whole four quarters minus 10, 15 seconds into the game. So I was excited, but yet at the same time, I was just like, okay, it's one play. I'm happy. I didn't think I wasn't – I couldn't process like, man, the opening kickoff, he just took it back. I was just like, hey, he took it back, all right. We got work to do. We got work to do. So when I look on it now, I'm kind of mad at myself because I didn't enjoy all of it in that moment. I was so focused on it's just one play, up and down. It's just one play. Good play, bad play, up and down. So I'm kind of mad at myself because I didn't fully take advantage of that moment. of. Because I look at all the film and everyone in the silence are jumping. If you see a film of me sitting there like this, like, yep, he got it. Okay, that's one. We need to get some more. We need to get some more. And that was just kind of like my mind or my thought process in that time. Yeah, I can remember an NFL Films audio for the Seahawks in the playoffs leading up to that where a guy came up to you and was like, that guy is good. And then he's like, we told him, kick the ball out of bounds. Yeah. And, and it's just one of those special moments. One thing I'd really love to hear, this is for me just as somebody that – Devin Hester's my favorite player. I don't think that's ever going to change. All due respect, Pete. I take no offense uh, to it. Sure he's, he's probably your favorite player all the time. It's right? all opinionated. I'm so, not cool with it. So, for me, I love to hear the stories of what wasn't on TV, like the practices. You know, I heard some great folklore stories of what he did at Miami. Can you give me any moment in practice that is a unique story that stood out? Well, practice, every, everyone scores touchdowns in practice. Sure. I scored touchdowns. <laughs> every interception I got, I scored a touchdown. So, in practice, the, do I have anything – yeah, I don't know. I, the, what I can tell you is when we played defense or special teams, like when we weren't in the game, we were always playing games, meaning the offense, offensive team would go and they'd run their 12, 10 to 12 plays. Defensive players and special teams players, we'd be taking a break, sitting on the benches, 
and we would play uh, charades. We would play uh, like movie game. We would play this acting game. And we literally just made up games during practice. That was the one thing that, in my opinion, that kind of made us unique and it made us closer. Mm -hmm. Offense, they run their 12 plays. We're like, all right, movie, three words, first word, slow word, <laughs> one syllable, you know, the, okay. Second word, three syllables, the third syllable <laughs> sounds like. So we would play all these games in practice and it was like, uh, the weapon yes that's it <laughs> then the horn would blow and it was like defense and then we'd all get our helmets put them on go run our defensive period and then next thing you know we run our 10 12 plays we come back all right who's up who's up hey lack it's your turn hey lance it's your turn all right cool what do we have all right cool do this movie and like i give him a movie it's like all right all right this movie has and we just we just play games and that's what made us cool, it made us close. Like we knew to have fun and, and when to play. When it was time to strap on the helmet and go to work, yes, we would go to work. And it was, man, it was 11 guys. It was 11 guys, 11 ballers, 11 great players just having fun. Yeah, playing true. Great I could just say, watching you guys at Bourbon, it was an honor to watch you guys, mm -hmm. like legends all across the field. Real quick, because I know you got a lot to get to with what you're doing, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the current Bears and the trajectory they're on. Defensively, I think they're going. I think they're doing some good things. Offensively, I think we got some ways to go. Uh, but there's growth in it, right? I uh, Someone asked Giannis a, a, a question last year or the year before last. It was like, is it a failure? And he was like, no, you know, it, it's, it's growth. I don't see this failure. I, I, I see it, I see it as us getting better, and I see it as the Bears getting better. Um, I haven't played for the team in a while, but my heart and soul is with this team. I get mad when they lose. I get happy when they win. And what I really want to see, though, is I just want to see 53 guys competing, not two or three, not five or six. I want to see 53 guys competing and whatever the coach is saying, whatever your defensive coach, offensive coach, coordinator, whatever, I want you to truly believe that this offense is going to score us 25, 30 points. This defense is going to keep the offense from getting seven points or 14 points. And I want them to know that, and I want to see 11 guys run into the ball. I want to see 11 guys doing one thing to make this play perfect every single time. You feel like they were flying around enough? Like I do. I feel like the defense, when, when Flew started calling the defense, I thought the defense did a phenomenal Montez job. Sweat yeah. Like yeah. 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 I want to see more production out of the D-line. Yep. You know, once yep. he got there, D-line started doing stuff. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I want to see guys secondary compete. Started I want to see ball. guys compete. I personally would be mad if I'm on that D-line and then you go get a guy and then all of a sudden we get better. Like, if I'm one of the other D-Lamin in there, like, no, I'm, I'm him. I'm a guy. I'm good enough. You don't have to go get a guy outside of me. But that's me, and that's my mindset. That's how I think. I would think, no, I'm, I'm the guy. You don't need to go get a guy. You can pay me because I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to get the sack, or I'm going to whatever. I'm going to get the pass rush. I'm going to get up the field. I'm going to get the TFL. That's how I think. I don't want you to go have to go shop and get a guy. That means I'm not doing my job. Right. So I would take offense to that if I were a D-Lamin. What did you, what'd you make of, of uh, Jalen's season? I, mean, I thought he like, did great. Yeah. I thought he did great. The thing about having a good season, now you've exposed yourself and you let everyone know yeah. how good you are. 
So now that's the new expectation. You set the bar here. Now, next season, I want you to set it here and just keep going and, and, and learning. And I, I, I hope he stays and he continues to grow and, and, and his wisdom. And he just has a phenomenal season. Real quick on Tyreek Stevenson and Kyler Gordon, you know, young guys, yeah. you, you ascended pretty quickly. And it seems like they, they've kind of caught on pretty quick. They have uh, great seasons. Uh, I think a lot of the success, too, though, is one them, but their coach, John Hope, he's a great coach. Yeah. He was there when I was there. Mm-hmm. I made two Pro Bowls with him. I was all pro with him. Uh, he's a great teacher. He's a great teacher at teaching concepts and how teams are attacking you. Um, the student has to be willing to accept coaching and not be defensive when you do something wrong. I think today's group of athletes can be sensitive at times when a coach is trying to coach you, not disrespect you or pick on you, but actually just trying to coach you to get you to become the best version of yourself on this play or that play. And I I think John Hope is a good coach uh, to get any player to get the best potential potential out of that player. So am I it's not I'm not surprised Jalen had a good season. Yeah. Focus on he's a, he's a good coach. He's a good coach at getting the best out of you. And he doesn't have to yell, he doesn't have to, you know, scream at you. He's he gonna talk to you. Mm-hmm. And he knows, all right, well he can do this. Well look, that's that's not good enough. I need you to do more. And you can do it. Yes, and it's my job to get it out of you. I'm not going to scream and yell and piss and moan. We're professionals. It's a job. We treat it like a business. And I believe he got it out of it. And he did it in a professional way. And I think Jalen benefited from that. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a it's a it's a partnership with the coach and the players. And I, I want the players. I hope the players can see it as such. It's a partnership. I, your job is to put me in a great the best position. My job is when you call this play, I need to be this place to make that play and uh, yeah I'm, I'm, my hope is that the partnership is even better in 2024 well you know we saw you at camp last year working with those guys so yeah. it seems like they are you know sponges and want to learn from some of the greats yeah. you said the offense got a long way to go so it's the proverbial what would maybe you do? i don't I, i'm not gonna say long way to go they they i think they know they have an uphill road to climb i'm not gonna say three four years no it, it could be this year it could be this season uh, i i think well, here comes the proverbial, what are you doing with the number one? I'm, I'm, I'm fixing. You can trade it. You can keep it. But if you keep it, I don't think you draft another quarterback because if you draft another quarterback, in my opinion, at number one, you're just starting the clock over and you're doing it all over again. You know, uh, I think Caleb, I don't think he's ever officially said he doesn't want to come to Chicago. Sure. People in his camp have said that. How true is it? I don't know. I don't even really care. I just know that I would never want to draft a guy who didn't want to come play for my organization. You know what I'm saying? So I personally think it's a privilege to get drafted by any team. And if you're the the prospect, it's up to you to prove yourself to that team and the rest of those veterans on that team. And I'm not saying Caleb said that. It was just, it's rude, whatever. So I'm commenting on the rude. But if they do decide to go with him, Hey, I'm a firm believer in competition. May the may the may the best went may the best man win. We saw it in San Francisco. 
Yeah. Purdy, he's still there. And he was a fifth, sixth round pick, and he's getting ready to play for a Super Bowl. Competition brings out the best in everybody. Whether you're a first round pick three years ago, whether you're the first round pick in 2024, competition brings out the best in everybody. Well, if there's anybody that competed better with the Bears, you'd be hard pressed to find it. Peanut Tillman, we appreciate you coming on. Always hey, a pleasure. Appreciate y'all. Always learn something new every time I talk yeah. to you. Yeah, thank so, you. Thank you. All right, there is Gregory, our guy. Great job, Gregory. Thank you. You too, Thank Nicholas you. Moriano. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't, just played. Well, I didn't ask about Pep, so I certainly dropped the ball there. Uh, but my love for Devin was just spilling out and, and talking to Charles well, we Tillman, who you no, know, you're definitely going to have to change when you get home. There's no doubt about that. It's been a long, <laughs> been well, a good thing you brought six suitcases. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> he's got plenty of clothes, and he's got a. You better actually get back to your room pretty fast because you're going to spend all night packing. Pe Peanut's the best, too, man. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and I can't wait to see you lug all that stuff here tomorrow. It's going to be great. I'm going to have to. Yeah, that's going to be funny. I'm going to have to probably just mail it back to my house. Just, just, are you glad you brought all that stuff? No, it was four a days terrible here? mistake. Yeah. And how Jenny did not like put a stop to this. Oh, I, it's I, her I, fault. Yeah, I blame oh, her. Oh, it's her fault. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. She encourages this madness. You know, my biggest conclusion of this entire week for everybody watching and have been following along is there's no greater person in the history of the world than Jenny. <laughs> oh, Jenny is. What she has to put up with on a daily basis. I mean, she's it, a saint. There's think, no question I mean, about it. No think, question about it. I think the highlight of the trip for me was one of the mornings walking from the hotel to the car, which is about a five minute walk. <laughs> and by the time we got to the car, Hogue turns to me. He's like, I don't think I can do any more with him today. <laughs> <laughs> to, to show you how long this week has been. That was this morning. Yes. It, it, <laughs> that, that, I don't, that, I, that was today. Well, and to know how long this week has been, when we walked in here tonight, after walking the strip, there were a couple people in here, and I said, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was Friday already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a while. It's, Adam Schefter did have a tweet with Devin Hester, Julius Peppers, and Steve McMichael being selected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2024. The Bears figure to be scheduled for this year's Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, during the first week of August. Can I ask you a question? Yes. I said that. Why do you need to bring, why do you need like Adam Schefter's verification? Yeah. 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 Why yeah. can't it just be at Adam Hogue who says that? You know, it's got to be Gary Schefter. Gary Ross texted it it's to not me real. earlier today, too. So well, I trust Gary, too. Per Gary Ross. <laughs> yeah. Per Adam Hogue. Per yeah. Adam Schefter. Okay. Can I give my stat, please? This is oh, a yeah, God, yeah, I forgot yeah, about yeah, this. Steve yeah. McMichael <laughs> ranks third all time in sacks for a defensive tackle. Behind Warren Sapp and John Randall. That is an impressive freaking statistic. How did he have to wait two decades to get into the how, Hall of Fame? And how, and, what the and, hell? And, and, and the player that's fourth is in the Hall of Fame, too. So, yeah, it, it was. Um, it's like someone decided there's just too many 85 Bears. That's we correct. We got to draw the line. It's just, it's it's a shame. Like, I'm really happy that, that and there's a video going around. I saw Larry Mayer put it out. There's a, it looks like there's a party at, at the house tonight, and, you know, people are with him as they were watching the NFL honors and the announcement being made. Like, so, and I, I'm glad that he's still, you know, I guess healthy enough would be 
the best way to put it, that he can appreciate that this is this is happening. He's obviously been fighting, and this has been a driving force. But it's also a shame that like this didn't just happen a long time ago when he could have really so it could have been it. celebrated. Properly. Properly. Yeah, yeah. Jimbo Covert, Richard Dent, Dan Hampton, Mike Singletary, Walter Payton, Steve McMichael, all in the Hall of Fame. Can you do that again? Jimbo Covert, Richard Dent, Dan Hampton, Mike Singletary, Walter Payton, and now Steve McMichael are your 1985 Chicago Bear Hall of Famers, the greatest football team to ever play football. And look, if you were to, if you were going to take somebody off that list, it wouldn't be Steve McMichael. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to rile up Ooh. anybody. But uh, say ham, say ham. It's just, just definitely not Dan. <laughs> just to get a text message from it's, him. It's definitely not Dan Hampton either. But uh, you know, there's a lot of people that think that uh, that Singletary was not the best linebacker on that team. Little and, and so that's a little. We don't need to have that conversation right now. They all damn ass belong. But uh, you also can go back in time and see that when Wilbur Marshall left that defense, that defense was never the same. But Steve McMichael was, was and now is a Hall of Famer, and it's a beautiful thing. Well, I'm happy about it. I know we got some super chats to get to. Um, I did want to say something about Julius Peppers, too, just because, um, you know, he's. I guess he's like the third on the list of Bears tonight. But obviously, Julius Peppers, one of the best to ever do it. And um, I did cover the team for the, the majority of the time, basically almost all of it, um, that he was a bear. And when you talk to people like Brian Urlacher, yep. um, especially, but in, in Charles Tillman, had you asked a question, um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Um, <sighs> it, the, the, they, the way that Peppers went about his business and yep. just the team, the, everybody raves about him. It, he was one of those players that I honestly think partially maybe, like, everyone knew he was good. I don't know that he, like, marketed himself the best when he was in Chicago because he was always quiet with the media, you know, and he was kind of like, when we, when we would talk to him, it wouldn't be the most engaging conversation every single time. But that doesn't take away anything, you know, take anything away from the player he obviously was and how disruptive he was. He's one of the best free agent signings in Ever. the history of the of Chicago sports. Ever. And, and forget about that part, too. Look, when you talk to players about Julius Peppers, they would say to you that the dude did not need a snap of training camp. He was that much of a physical freak. And there's freak. one just a complete – Awe-inspiring athlete. Julius Peppers, one tweet out there from uh, Jordan Reed, scored 21 points in an NCAA tournament right. basketball game, finished with the second most sacks in North Carolina history. That's insane if you think about how, you know what this guy was before coming into the NFL. Then went on to run a 46940 at 6'6", 283 pounds. Led, and then, you know, of course, 17-year career, fourth most sacks all time, 159 and a half. The, when you talk about my days going to Bourbon A as a young fan, chasing around players for autographs, harassing the players, having fun. Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, Peanut Tillman, Mike Brown, Ottawale Gunlier, uh Alex Alex Brown, uh, you know Tommy Harris. They they were such a special group, but but Julius Peppers was different, it, 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 amongst all of them. When you stood next to him, this is the monster. 
He was an, yes. a monster. And mm -hmm. one, I had an opportunity one day. He signed an autograph for me. And when he shook my hand, I've never had someone en engulf my hand. My hand was gone. It was swallowed. It was, he has bricks for hands. Could you it imagine was, playing basketball against him? Yeah. I, it, he was a basketball player. Yeah. No, right. The, the, other right. Thing, the other thing I'll say about that moment, too, just from a fan standpoint, I was always somebody that really enjoyed getting autographs at camp. Devin was great. Devin was one of the best to ever, like, take his time. He's always one of the last people off the field. And I don't judge players if they, they didn't want to. They ran back in, whatever. They have a job to do. But Devin Hester, Tommy Harris, there were two that would always stay out. Um, but Julius Peppers, the one time I had an interaction with him at camp where he shook my hand and he signed an autograph, I, he was one of the one of the very few players that like really took their time and like the penmanship of his signature. And like for someone like me and a lot of fans that really value that stuff, and I still have that jersey to this day. Um, it, I just really appreciated that as a fan, and it, like we, it we've was, gotten to the point of the Hall of Fame show where we're talking Hall about the fame. penmanship. No, I'm just saying, like from a fan standpoint, like that that stuff for me was special, and 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 so I don't forget those moments. We got it. As we wrap up the show here, I will go to bed tonight thinking about Hall another, of Fame. No, I'll please don't. You, no, I will. I'll no. tell you another great story. <laughs> no, no. So Devin Hester's last year as a. Do bear, you think I if we left him here all night I, just talking, you he guys would, he go. would go to like just, six I will in the tell Devin Hester training camp stories all year long you guys can go dev so his <laughs> last year at camp or the, his last year at camp which it felt like he wasn't going to be retained he was going to become a free agent i was harassing him i wanted his cleats so bad and i seen other players alex brown would always give somebody his cleats and other players so for the last week at camp every day i'd be like devin you're giving me your cleats at the end of camp. <laughs> and he's like, he'd laugh, look over. And he knew me just from every year, just from annoying him. him. Annoying yeah. him. I made the DVD that I made everybody watch every at, at our tailgates the first year. I gave him a copy. <laughs> I gave him and Vaughn McClure, uh, God rest his soul, a copy of the Devin Hester Chronicles, which you can still see on YouTube, but there's some of it's muted because I use music that didn't belong to me. <laughs> and, then, and then you ask for $20 like the guy in the strip yeah. an hour and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy so, was fascinating. So How long is this story? It's almost. <laughs> it's, hey, this is a good story, and fans want to hear it even if you don't so every day i kept going devin you're gonna get so the, the second to last day i go i'm gonna trade you my flip-flops my bears flip-flops for your cleats and then the final day push come to shove i gotta get the cleats i go devin you promised me you're gonna give me your cleats and he's like i didn't promise you i go you promised he didn't promise me <laughs> and he goes he goes all right i got you hold up and he ran to the locker room and I wasn't sure if he's going to come back. He comes back out on his bicycle, and he has six cleats signed. And he gave me a cleat and five other fans a cleat. And that was his last day at Bears camp in Bourbon A. And I still have the cleats to this day. It's pretty One cool. cleat? One cleat. Is, it, is, it, is it framed? Yep. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. That's Great a, story. That's a cool piece of memorabilia. What else you got? I'll sit here all night with you. No, let's get we to some, some super chats. chats. Super yeah. chats. Let's, I can let's go let all the day. Fans talk. Let's, the, let's let the stories. fans talk. A little bit. Do you are you able to read these? Do you, yes. We got I can, one up? Don't touch I got, my computer. I can do it, Bryce. Oh yeah, I'm we here. got Law's got his yeah, hands. We, we've lost tonight. the Adam ranks. Thank you, Law. You do this. Uh, hands down, 
$9.99. Oh, hands down, he, staying up late. Yeah, hands, uh, he said, hands up. He says, missed you all live this week. Congrats to the Hall of Fame Chicago GOATs, Devin Hester and Mongo McMichael. CHGO, y'all killing it on Radio Row this week. Rank, you're okay, too. Bear the oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yep. That's rad. That was uh, a huge round of applause from everybody around us. Yeah, there's hands the, down. Literally, like, oh, I see one person all the way over there. There's a couple okay. people over there. Um, okay, Crystal Simone. We love Crystal, 999. Crystal. She says, hello, huh, guys. You Welcome. sound awful compared to this morning, by the way. Yeah, it's just getting worse. I'm dying. I am dying. <laughs> it's unfortunate. <laughs> I had a good run. I mean, I had a good run. But uh, that's Nick okay. Nick almost died today. What was that? Yeah. Oh, he's he's having like vertigo or something. He almost he's still busting his it, ass. Honestly, I wonder. I wonder if it was because he was he did the DJ Moore interview and he was walking backwards while shooting it. Maybe there was some sort of uh, yeah. Is Lawrence is dying. Nick almost died. Carm passed out in the middle of the day. Oh, I never posted Holmes that video. Got a great video. <laughs> you don't even know I have that video. Uh, of <laughs> Carm passing out about to that the video. sound of Arturis, <laughs> the Bulls GM. I finally go, Carm. What are you listening to? <laughs> listening to Arturis Karnaschovas. Why? And his his eyes are as he's listening. His eyes are rolling in the back of his head. And we're just we're just sitting there waiting for him to see Ew. that we're just laughing. Well, at I just him. I couldn't believe the Bulls didn't make a trade, so I had to hear what he said, and then it was continuity. They went to bed. Okay, can we please stay focused <laughs> yes, on the super Crystal. chats? Crystal Crystal says, uh, "Welcome, Rank. Love your show as well. We will pass that along, guys. This was emotional for me. Erlacher is my favorite bear, but Hester is." Is just something spectacular. Love you guys and amazing coverage this week. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you, Crystal. Love you, Crystal. Uh, here's You're another, the best, Crystal. Here's another nice one. King Bishop, 10 bucks. CHGO, the best Chicago Bears podcast crew out there. First guys in, last guys out. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. Thank you so much, King Bishop. Shout out to King Bishop. We saw him the other night at Circa. King, you're the man. Are we sure that's the same? He told me whenever there's a bishop tag, it's him. All right, all right. Yeah, he's so it's him. Don't question the bishop. I, I never Ever. quite, well, I question him quite a bit in Twitter spaces. Shout out to you, Bish. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, and then finally, we've got the ghost of Eberflus's goatee. Yes. <laughs> $4.99, and it's a nice photo of uh, the Flus. Greg interviews people, or just like how Chris Farley interviewed Paul McCartney, <laughs> peace and love be to your mayor meatball. Bear down. Way to go, Braggs. There we go. I appreciate right. you. Uh, thanks to Factor again for having us out here. Factor Meals, go check them out. CHGO Bears. Oh, 50 is the code to get 50% off. I need some vegetables. We can use some Factor right now. Also, DraftKings is always here on CHGO Bears After Dark. Vegas edition tonight. Hey, don't go anywhere. It's, we, we, are, we have one more big day on Radio Row. We have so much content we haven't even gotten uh, to. Let's just stay live till tomorrow. Braggs, can you cut some of these? I'm just you have to here. pack. <laughs> That's true. I have to pack. Three suitcases. I never unpack, so I'm good to go. You have to go pack. I want to leave everyone with this. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Will Anderson, by the way, won Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's joining us tomorrow. Let's go. The new Defensive Rookie of the Year. I'm excited about that one. Donovan McNabb. Have That's you heard of him? Yeah. Mount Carmel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Mm-hmm. Um, and There's another we have so many other conversations. sports star. Oh, oh, Ty, we, we, Ty, talked, we sat down with TJ Edwards and Khalil Herbert today, so we're going to bring that oh. to you as well. Together, we sat down with them. And Tyler Scott and 
Ryan Billick and we may get to all those. Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. They're all going up if they're not on the show. So it's going to be a very yeah. uh, hectic day of content coming out here. So hit that subscribe button if you haven't hit it yet. We are Monday through Friday live at noon, pre and post games, breaking news, Hall of Fame news, everything that you could possibly ever want in the history of the Bears is right here at CHGO Bears and, and our CHGO Sports YouTube page. So and I'm, I'm going to leave everyone with this quote from tonight Nicholas Moriano covering the press conference and got this from Devin Hester Devin Hester said it's hard to say who is the number one quarterback who is the number two running back the number one defensive player but in the situation I'm in right now I can honestly say I am the number one returner of all time no question. Congrats to Devin Hester yeah. making the Hall of Fame. Congrats to Steve Mongo McMichael. Congrats to Julius Peppers. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to everyone yeah. who is here with us tonight. We will talk more about this tomorrow. I think we're going to have some video from Devin as well for the show tomorrow. So make sure you tune the in goat. for that. Talk to you then. Go, 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 go. Go, go. Go, go.